Happy Monday, my loves, and welcome back to the One Take Wonder with the Hot Weird Girl. I'm the Hot Weird Girl in question, Alexia, and you can find me on every social media platform, especially YouTube, where I am releasing three new YouTube videos this Saturday, January 20th, so I hope to see you there. Please like and subscribe my other video if you haven't already, and I'm so excited to make a return to this platform. That's at Hot Weird Girl, girl with a zero instead of an I, and I am I'm really excited about this episode um, because I think it'll be fun and fresh and light, but I do have a pretty big ask of you guys, and that's I really need feedback on the sound quality. Um, Sound quality is probably the biggest thing that I struggle with in this podcast, especially in this new apartment. When I first started off, I was still living with my parents and I was recording in our very lushly carpeted basement which made a huge impact on how good I sounded because the sound waves weren't bouncing off the walls as they do in this apartment. And no matter how much, you know, rugs I've put on the floor, it doesn't really change the fact that there's something about my walls and the fact that this is like old hardwood floors. That means the sound is just going crazy. So while I've purchased things like little pop-up studios and while someone recommended that I purchase a Chaotica eyeball, which... I'm so sorry for asking this person if they were trying to hex me because they were just in my live like Chaotica eyeball, Chaotica eyeball. And I was like, girl, what is going on? Shout out to you for the suggestion. Ordered it promptly. But while I wait for that to come in the mail, I really do need your feedback. I think the sound setup that I have is just okay. I'm hoping that it improves week by week, but one way that you can chime in and make your voice known is by chiming in on Spotify. The majority of you guys listen on Spotify, so if you could just vote in that little poll that I have every week that asks you, is the sound quality better, worse, or the same? It will not hurt my feelings if you say the sound quality is worse, and it will not hurt my feelings if you use the feedback button to actually type your feedback like, hey girl, it sounds kind of harsh, or like your P's are really, or like the sound's bouncing around. Everything helps me improve. And ultimately this year, I really just, I don't want to be so nervous about making content that I don't make it at all for fear of it not being good. But that being said, I do feel I owe you guys more than what I think is like iPhone sound quality. So if you guys could just take a few minutes out of your day to chime in and let me know what you think about the sound. And again, please don't just try to be complimentary. Like please try to give honest feedback because it will make the best podcast possible. That would be so great. Without further ado and without too much rambling about sound stuff, let's get into the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to know the fastest way to make me uncomfortable, tell me about the erotic novels that you're reading because I don't think I'm a prude in any other context, but I have to say that there's something about knowing that you're reading like the literary equivalent of hentai porn to just soothe yourself to sleep that really scares me. And I fear a society where we talk about our masturbatory habits so freely so openly. I think it is beyond exceedingly impolite to ask someone like, oh, what are you reading? And then they tell you some like Wattpad-esque erotic novel because if I asked you what you're watching on TV and you told me a Pornhub title, everyone in the room would look at you like you were crazy. Everyone would be like, "Mm, 
that person belongs on a list. But you tell me something insane and then and then you're so excited to tell me about it. And you know what really freaks me out about these novels? And I'm not trying to violate my own rule, you know, the art of bitching and trying to connect it to like deeper social issues. I just think it's crazy that all of these or like all of the popular romantic romance novels, like none of them are nice. Why is this dude like beating your ass in chapters one through seven? And then in chapter nine, you fall in love with him. And now he's like, touch her or die. What? Domestic violence is sexy? Like, oh, the homegirl domestic violence. Like, that's... It's just, it's frightening to me. I don't think it makes God happy. It doesn't make me happy. It's something that I think we should just keep to ourselves. Like, I'm not sure it's something that needs to be shared. And so today's episode, because someone messaged me and they were like, hey, girl, you're always talking about serious stuff. Are you okay? Yes. I thought I would keep it kind of light, kind of funky, kind of fresh. You know, like a lemon pasta on a hot summer day, even though it's freezing cold, 11 degrees in Texas, which I'm trying not to let freak me out, even though I'm not in Texas. We're just going to have some fun tonight. I hate the way that everyone acts victimized by niche micro trends on TikTok. Like as I'm posting this on January 15th, 2024, Happy New Year, by the way, little girls on TikTok are talking about like clean girl aesthetic is out, mob wife aesthetic is in, and they're dressing in like furs and rings and long nails, and they're all pretending to talk like Big Ange of VH1 mob wives fame. And it's like, it's kind of annoying because one of my, me and my best friend have this thing where we just think girls who are too obsessed with the Sopranos are kind of annoying. Like it's, it's an incredibly niche thing to be annoyed by, but like girls who make HBO's hit show, The Sopranos, their whole personality, it's like being obsessed with Star Wars, but for girls, people who are like Star Wars nerds always think that they're the only ones who know Star Wars, even though it's one of the most internationally acclaimed franchises ever it broke record after record after record it's a billion dollar franchise it's so popular that the reveal of like luke i am your father is something that even i understand it i can't even stay awake throughout um star wars movies it's just universally beloved it will have a permanent place in the culture and yet people act like knowing the lore is like a sign of some nerd virtue and that's how I feel about Girls Who Love the Sopranos too much. Like, you, wow, you like the show that won a bunch of Emmys and Critics' Choice Awards and was, you know, career-making performances for so many of the actors and is still something that's, like, parodied and cited as great cinematography, score, acting, script, like, just a real example of prestige early 2000s television. Should we call Bella Hadid? Are you like the most well-watched girl in the world? Are you so cool? Are you Carmela Soprano? Like, it's, it's just like, I don't get it. And so for that reason, I think the mob wives trend is going to annoy me. But that's why I take personal responsibility and just mute hashtags on TikTok. First of all, you can do that. And you can also mute sounds. And you can also hit the not interested button. But I think what's going to annoy me even worse is how many people are coming out of the woodwork to be like, oh, cool girl, clean girl, gold girl, Hailey Bieber girl. What kind of girl can we be? Just engaging in like weird slam poetry. 
none of the 14-year-old girls who are putting off their homework by making up these niche TikTok microtrends are in your house with a gun to the back of your head telling you that you can either bite the bullet or buy a bunch of furs to stock up on for the next two months of winter. That's not happening. No one is happening. Nobody is forcing you to engage in these trends. And it almost feels like people want to use these trends as just like a bitching point, but then they don't want to own up to the bitching, which maybe that's just going to be the theme of this season of the podcast or this year, or maybe it's something that I'll forget about by next episode. But it's just like, it irritates me supremely that you can't just like be an adult and scroll. Like you're 30 years old, you're 30 years old And with all the things going on in the world, you are genuinely concerned about blueberry milk nails. Like you can't, you have a mortgage, you have rent payments, you have car payments, you have an adult nine to five. People depend on you. And in your free time, you're musing about the downfall of society because a little girl was like blueberry milk nails or even an adult. I don't care that bitches want to be basic. Like I'm going to be real. I know that I'm an interesting, fun, and cool person regardless of these trends. Most interesting, fun, cool people just kind of wear what they want to wear. Not that I'm a person who thinks, oh, you should look so classic, oh, you should look so timeless, because I think the girls who are a little too invested in like, I need to look timeless, nobody looks timeless. Everyone is a reflection of the time period that you live in. You just kind of want to look basic with very play-it-safe cuts, you know, like a fashion coward, aka Ann Taylor. No offense to Ann Taylor because it is a good brand for petites, but like you're just grown. That's basically what I'm trying to say and rambling to say you are a grown adult. Have some perspective on these things going on. Stop getting rage baited by the internet. If the internet is becoming an unpleasant experience, if you feel yourself becoming too chronically online that you can't even look at someone engaging in a harmless trend, as much as it might offend Italians, um, there's nothing really being lost or gained by eating a shit ton of vodka pasta and wearing furs down the street because you want to. Like so much of the bitching about content creators and influencers and their impact on your life is just someone snitching on themselves about their inability to separate them from certain internet algorithms. If you really, like if an internet creator is really your bitch eating crackers or BEC, you can just ignore her. And I'm stealing that phrase because I've been stalking a lot of snark pages. One thing that I want to focus on for like a longer YouTube video, not one of the one that's coming out on January 20th, but like there's something so fascinating to me about snark because they all have the same thing in common. Like one, there's just an insane jealousy, whether or not they admit it. Like I do not think that you can post on a subreddit dedicated to one person or even hating people within a region like the NY influencer subreddit or like the LA influencer snark page and not feel a modicum of jealousy. Clearly something about them bothers you and very rarely are these girls racist, homophobic, xenophobic, any sort of phobic or ism. Like they're just girls who are no different than any other girl other than the fact that they got famous and now they have all of these opportunities. And I won't lie to you, like you do get a lot of opportunities by being hyper visible, not as many as people would assume, but there are a lot of perks to being visible and especially being beloved. Like I think it just makes people angry when they see people in your comments like, oh my God, girl, like you're my safe space. I love you so much. 
So I get that, but it, it comes from a place of jealousy. And then they always think that they're doing these influencers a favor. To me, I would kind of compare it to the ideology about side chicks. And if you listen to one of my earliest podcast episodes, you know that there's nothing I think that's funnier than the um, are the other woman subreddit. I've been on that for years Sometimes the subreddit will lock down because people make a podcast about it or, you know, knowledge of the subreddit will go viral on some sort of social media platform. And then a bunch of people come flooding into the sub and then they troll and they're like, why would you be the other woman? The trick to staying in that subreddit is never really commenting on anything, just reading, just observing. But oh my God, it's a funny place, especially around the holidays because being a side chick, I've said this before, but being a side chick is more about thinking either you have some, like the other woman makes you feel some sort of way, jealousy, envy, or you think that this man has already been pre-vetted. And so you think like, oh, I can scoop him up. But it does not come from a place of like high self-esteem or thinking good about yourself because a normal rational person would see a man treat his wife well and be like, wow, because I saw that happen once, I know that it can happen again. If it's possible once, it's something that can be replicated because humans, I think on a planet of 8 billion people, it's just impossible for anyone to have a truly, truly unique experience. Like, isn't that what binds us together in humanity, the commonality of it all? So a normal person would look at that and be like, okay, this is something that I could get to. An unhinged person thinks, no, I'm never going to be able to get that again. I have to get it through this man. And the snark pages and the side bitch thing come together because they think they're doing the main girl or the girl that they're snarking on a favor. They think that there's something... Actually, snarkers think that influencers are so self-absorbed that they want someone doxing their middle school that they went to and pulling up photos of them from like 10, 15 years ago and analyzing their weight and their nose job and their hair and all of these things and their dating habits. And like, just because you think that they're lying about the dates that they go on or you think they're embellishing a little too much on their weekly podcast. So like time to knock them down a peg so that they don't make me feel bad about themselves. And again, that's why I would always recommend that if you're on the internet, stop pursuing relatability because the moment someone feels like you step out of that box, they think it's permission to treat you horribly. Is snarking goes beyond normal gossip. It goes beyond having fun at someone's expense or making a joke about their hair dye. Like it gets vicious, personal, and honestly, really dangerous when you consider the amount of leaked personal information that should never be public. Not just the buildings where these girls live, but also like information on their finances. It's always crazy to me how, just from looking at these snark pages for a few weeks and like taking screenshots for the video, friends of friends or like people you knew way back when, or even people that you're close to now, especially for the LA subreddit, will just come on and be like, oh, I have tea about them. And I just, I can't imagine having a hater that you're so close to that you would actually like confide in your friend about their finances. And then they come to the internet with proof that they're actually this close to you and start talking about, you know, all the quote unquote lies that you constructed, which I think are just, I don't know. But again, it just reminds me so much of like how side bitches think they're doing the main a favor by being like, well, he's a cheater anyway. And it's like, yeah, but he's a cheater that you like cry snot tears and throw up over. And even if he gets with you, even if he does abandon his wife and kids on Christmas, because that's what they cried about on the holidays. They're like, I know I signed up to be a mistress to a married man, but he hasn't texted me since everyone got off of work and I won't hear from him until 2024. And it's like, yeah, he's with his kids.
I don't think anybody's thinking about their cum rag on Christmas. And also just the feeling of superiority they get to serve as a shield for their bad acts. Both the feeling of superiority snarkers get and also the one that side bitches get. I, you know, the more I'm talking over this, the more I realize that I haven't too deeply thought about the connection between them. But like, that's a really good angle. They're just so alike. There's something so untoward, so gutter about it. Something that I'm always fascinated by is how people will blame TikTok or Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, for really stupid decisions that they should have known better not to make. Like I some saw some girl and she's like, oh my God, like TikTok made me think having a baby young would be all fun and games. And she wasn't like 16 because maybe that would somewhat make sense. She was like 22 and now she's realizing like she's 22 with a baby, which is like not the worst thing in the world, but like it's definitely not the most fun. Like it's definitely, you really ought to be at the club, girl. Now you're at the reading club for your baby. Okay. Anyway, and people in the comments are like, yeah, it's so glorified. Oh my God. What about watching some girl post a highly edited out of context vlog about her changing some pampers made you think that it was a good idea to host a parasite in your body for nine months, give birth to a beautiful baby child, go through a life altering experience just because you saw someone post about it on TikTok. Like truly when you just go over what pregnancy what pregnancy does alone to your body as a woman and then you go over like what raising a child for the rest of your life looks like why why is that something that you could be why would you think that people were lying to you about the hard part even if no one told me about all the things about motherhood that I'm sure I'll discover that are you know extremely difficult and inconvenient when I get older I can just tell you that growing another human being in my body is going to be a painful uncomfortable experience even if it's something that I very deeply want like that should just sort of be a context clue a little frightening that you missed that clue and now you have to teach a human being how to read but nonetheless here we are why would that make sense? Or it's like when people talk about how TikTok convinced them to go into credit card debt, which I'm just going to post this TikTok because it contextualizes it. Listen, I'm trying to be a better, more empathetic person. So if this is me going backwards on my journey, please let me know. But every time I see a TikTok of some girl being like, oh, I'm thousands of dollars in credit card debt because of TikTok and I over shop, I bust over laughing because the videos are always ridiculous. You spent thousands of dollars on 92% rayon clothing, random junk from Amazon, a BPA-filled water bottle, and a poofy headband? You have $30,000 worth of credit card debt and haven't been on a vacation in four years, but your house is filled with junk? Your credit score is so low that you can't even rob Peter to pay Paul and open up a balance transfer account? Like, I just want to go back to that one point. These girls will tell you up and down that like overconsumption is a problem. The problem is, is that you had a $15,000 credit limit and you didn't get a passport. And like in most cases, debt is not a moral failure. But in this specific case, sweetheart, it is an indication that you're an idiot. Because there are girls on this app who are dripped down. You didn't even buy designer. You got stuff from Pretty Little Thing and Fashion Nova. That's why you can't pay your bills now. That... I kind of think this would have happened anyway like realistically we would have just let you loose in a target and you would have come out with a negative 5k balance because you just don't know how to spend wisely and obviously i'm setting myself but seriously like what 
about TikTok or a social media video could be so compelling to you that you would buy a bunch of useless junk? And at what point do you not feel a personal responsibility to turn off your phone? Like, why is it always the responsibility of others because you had a decision that didn't make sense? I understand, like, the psychology of it. Like, it's just easier to blame others than yourself. But watching this become some sort of, like, crusade that everyone who advertises a product or like a specific lifestyle has to tell you all about the cons, even when they're common sense and you should be able to figure them out yourself. Like something about that I think is going to have some really worrying long-term implications. It's something to think about. I don't think it's a behavior that should be encouraged. I'll wrap it up by saying this, no Republican bullshit, but we're really losing the art of personal responsibility. Like everything is not your fault. Everything is because your parents didn't teach you. And I think more people would be fully functional adults if they realize that at the end of the day, it's it doesn't really matter if it was fair or not, if there were certain deficits in your education or upbringing, but it is your responsibility to fix them if you want to have like a functional and successful adult life. Like whenever people tell me, oh, my parents didn't tell me how to cook. Oh, I never learned in home ec. Yeah, that's just like kind of too fucking bad. You still have to eat and you're, I mean, you're just setting your money on fire by eating out all the time, especially when you really learn how to cook. And I definitely think that there's an innate talent for cooking, but everyone should be able to make at least seven meals so that you have some variety in your weekly diet. You really can't cook anything is missing such a basic life skill and the whole like, oh, well, I didn't get it from my parents. Like that just doesn't cut it, babes. You have to teach it to yourself. You have to teach it to yourself. The whole like, oh, well, I didn't get X, Y, and Z growing up. It's just not cutting it. And at the end of the day, it I guess if that's the excuse you tell yourself, you're the one being harmed by it. But like, just know that nobody else is buying it on a very serious level. Like TikTok cannot be the punching bag for why you're racking up credit card debt or buying up niche micro trends or quaking every time a 13 year old comes up with some new term like are you girl pretty or boy pretty they had things like that in tiger beat too and again the little girl making it was like 14 she can't even do algebra or maybe they can at that age i don't know um not to flex but (laughs) i was never in the smart girl math classes so can't really tell you what the normal kids were learning and the pace that they were learning it at the point is is that i just think some personal responsibility would do a body good and as much as people on social media act like they're allergic to it in the real world people do expect it and this got a little luxury but this is also fun i hope you enjoyed this fun episode um new episodes come out every monday at 7 30 742 right now. Ignore that. And I really hope you check out the linked article. As always, every week I link an article or perhaps a work cited when relevant. I think this one is really, really important. And if you have the time to watch um, the Game of Thrones actors' performances about the charges that South Africa is bringing in the international or in the ICJ, uh, it would be hugely important. And I think it just means a lot to bear witness and listen to the testimony of the very brave attorneys who are bringing these charges against the state of Israel. Until next week. Love you. Bye.